0: share with you today is just, oh, I want to speak on grace and what, what grace is. Uh, I think we can get a deeper revelation of what God's grace really is. God's grace is not merely the absence of punishment. Yes. It's that too, okay? <laughs> yeah. But God's grace is himself being active in and upon you. He gave himself to us. He came to live in us. So God's grace is God living in his, in his church, in the body. God working in all his power through broken vessels. That's grace. Grace is God taking someone who could achieve nothing without him and doing extraordinary things through that person. In great power, in great glory, that is God's grace. God's grace is unfailing love coming to people who should have been condemned. Raising them up to show that same love to a broken world. That is God's grace. (laughs) If you know how much God loves you, you can change this world. And you can bring grace to this world. Because the world needs it. Judgment cannot change anything. (laughs) It can only destroy. It seeks to destroy. Judgment seeks to destroy. But God proved His love. That He took the destruction... Of judgment and wrath on his own body. And he had his own body ripped apart. And destroyed. So that sin can be destroyed. In our lives. So when God's grace comes to your life. It means everything that God is and has. Comes to you. Everything. Comes to you. And becomes active in you. Yeah. So you do not have to then change yourself to be acceptable to Him. Yeah. He is acceptable to Himself. Yes. So He comes and fills you with Himself. <laughs> yeah. And then shows the world what He can do through someone who was deemed unacceptable. So if you've ever missed it, I have good news for you. (laughs) God has abundant grace for you. And that grace is more powerful than you can imagine. That grace will lift you up from the deepest, darkest hole, and it will place you into the glory of God. Okay, so... um, I was so blessed from the beginning of this service <laughs> God was moving I'm so blessed I'm so blessed and mentioned the scripture of Colossians 3 verse 3 your new real life is hidden with Christ in God it means When we receive grace, all our imperfections are irrelevant, completely irrelevant. It means that everything that you want to hide is hidden in Him, and Christ is made visible in you. Okay. As far as this world is concerned, you have Died. and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God and then he goes on in verse 4 when Christ shall appear you will appear with him in the splendor of his glory <laughs> so we disappear and he has an appearance in us we are taken from the scene of action yeah, amen. and he places his power on display in our lives yeah, okay. forgiveness means much more than just a pardon it means god himself associates with you it means god himself Everything that he is, his fullness of love lives in you and through you, and he works through you. Yeah. Intimate fellowship. Yeah. That kind of grace is so much greater than any condemnation that you can ever imagine. It's all those accusations that you've placed against yourself because of the teaching of law that we've heard for years. And we are so prone to accuse ourselves. And that accusation seeks to destroy us. But God's grace builds you up. It lifts you into the glory of His presence. It gives you the very power of God in your life. Okay, So I want to read you James chapter 4. And I, wanna, I just want to add to your revelation of God's grace and His love for you. James 4, Uh, let's start at verse 5, because verse 5 is just so awesome. Okay. Or do you suppose that the Scripture is speaking to no purpose that says, the Spirit whom He has caused to dwell in us yearns over us, and He yearns for the Spirit to be welcomed with a jealous love? God doesn't want to share you with darkness. (laughs) God doesn't want to share you with destruction. God is jealous over you. If, If some influence comes in to to destroy you i don't care what it is whether it's poverty or sickness or whatever anything that's not god god wants to destroy that influence by giving you grace now verse 6 but he gives us more and more grace now the amplified says power of the holy spirit to meet this evil tendency and all others fully. So grace is the power of the Holy Spirit. So do you know that the Holy Spirit is God? <laughs> do you know that the Father is Spirit? Do you know that the Spirit of God dwells in the Son and He is now in the Spirit? They are one. Okay. That the power of the Spirit, the fullness of the Godhead. That power is grace. Okay? And it will meet every evil tendency. That is why he says, God sets himself against the proud and haughty, but gives grace continually to the lowly, those who are humble enough to receive it. (laughs) It is humility to receive grace and move in grace. It is pride to not receive grace and move in your own strength. <laughs> People say the opposite. We spoke on, about that in a corner way here. People think if you are bold in the things of God, then you are arrogant and proud. No, no, that's ridiculous. If I'm bold in someone else, I'm kind of boosting the other person. I'm not boosting myself. If you're bold in your own abilities, it means you're boosting yourself. So the law says you must. So people, whether they are even in church or not, or any other religion or against religion or even Satanist, whatever, they're all stuck in law because they all look at deeds. They all look at what you can achieve and what you cannot achieve, what you must do and what you shouldn't do. That's what they look at. So they stand firmly in their own strength, their own ability. So then we come and testify boldly of the power of the Holy Spirit. We testify boldly of deaf ears hearing. We we saw a few deaf ears open in Zimbabwe a couple of weeks ago like that was awesome we we testify of people in the streets just coming to jesus we testify of blind eyes seeing people being healed of hiv people being healed of cancer we testify of these things and people say no you're proud you're just proud you're arrogant (laughs) someone actually told me once that i was arrogant to think that jesus is the only way to god <laughs> i kid you not but she was into new age and all kinds of things like forgive her whatever yeah. but <laughs> jesus is the only way so she she says i'm arrogant actually she came to me saying i see the compassion of uh, i see compassion in you how did you achieve it <laughs> I said. It's not to be achieved. <laughs> it's grace. It's, it's the grace of Jesus Christ. So you can get it by receiving Jesus. And she said, I was arrogant. Well, then you're going, you will not have the fruit then. <laughs> so <laughs> receiving grace is humility, receiving the power of the Holy Spirit to achieve all things yes. is humility standing up in boldness moving in the power of the holy spirit is humility really standing up speaking boldly in the lord speaking the truth and the grace of the lord jesus christ that's humility it does not come naturally to the flesh nature to stand up and boast in god The flesh is in enmity against God. The flesh wants to get all the glory for itself. So um, when we, you know, like uh, we, oh, we're trying to show that we are so humble, you know, uh, and we have, you know, our heads in the sand all the time, and we, we have this, this terrible uh, way of crawling around all the time. I'm so, I'm so bad. I'm so sinful. Oh, that's not humility. That's pride. That's not receiving grace. If we keep on hitting ourselves with a stick, trying to become something really low before God, God did not fill you with His Spirit so that you can crawl around in the dust all the time. He gave you grace so that you can rule on this earth. Okay, So His grace is Himself seeking expression through you in the earth so i don't want to resist god i don't want to resist the grace of god i don't want to stop him from moving okay so but you know we we can only move in as much grace as we as is revealed to us so what we need to actively do is receive grace (laughs) so (laughs) How do you receive grace? Well, it's very simple. By faith. Okay, so you just say, Lord Jesus, I know you want to give me grace because this word says you give me more and more grace. So I just say, I ask you for grace. Thank you, I receive your grace. I have just received grace. <laughs> and then you believe that you have that grace that it speaks about. And you, then you can go and do what the grace enables you to do, and you will see the power will be there. Okay? It's so simple. It's so simple. It's not... You don't have to wait. People think the longer they wait, the greater it will be when they actually step out one day. No, no, no. No, you you go now with what you have now. Because, you know, I, I remember years ago at university, I asked my one friend, you know, how do you know when you're ready? Because everyone says, you know, okay, I'm not ready yet. You know, God is still molding me. I so said, when, when are you ready? Because I see a lot of people focused on building up themselves, but no one else is blessed. So, um, so our conclusion was, well, you will never be ready. So let's just go. <laughs> if we try to get ourselves ready, we won't be ready. We are qualified by the Spirit. We receive the Spirit by grace through faith. Okay, so it was so easy for us to get saved. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I repent from all my sin, forgive my sins, wash me with your blood. Thank you that I'm now your child. Amen. Amen. Saved. Amen. Okay, so why should it be more difficult to walk in tremendous power? Amen. Amen. It's a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I need grace to do this. Help me. I receive grace. Amen. Then you go do it. Amen. Don't go try to do it without, without receiving the grace. <laughs> okay. Then just later on, verse 10, he says, Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. <laughs> he will lift you up and make your lives significant. Amen. amen. Okay. So um, I just want to read a few scriptures. Let's go to Acts chapter 4, verse 33 and with great strength and ability and power so it's great strength ability and power the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the lord jesus and great grace rested richly upon them all they were busy testifying yeah. to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. They were speaking about Jesus. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> they were delivering a message about Jesus. He rose from the grave. That was what they were speaking of. Yes. Amen. And great grace rested richly upon them all. Yeah. So, great grace... That rests richly upon us means there will be great strength and ability and power. In this instance, it was in speech. But you don't have to read very far to see miracles. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Everything they did, everywhere they went, people were healed. Just the previous chapter, this guy, lame man, was carried to the temple. They just pulled him up. And his ankle bones received strength and he leapt and praised God. Yeah. So, great grace rested on them. Yeah. Okay. So, now I, I want to sp- speak about something else on grace. Grace comes upon a broken person, an imperfect person. Yeah. Okay. To do something. So, God calls someone gives that person a vision, and then puts grace upon that person to do that vision. That means the mistakes that person makes on the way is irrelevant. I want you to change your mind when you think of preachers. I want you to set your offenses aside. If you look for a mistake You will find it But if you come to receive grace From someone who has grace to give You will find it Don't approach People who minister to you Looking with a magnifying glass to see their faults then you are not receiving grace Amen. then you are not receiving the person that God ra- raised up to minister grace to you so there are people that God raises up in in individuals lives in my life there are certain people that God put in my life to minister to me okay if i receive that person it's so easy to receive the grace of God. If I in my mind have issues with those people, then I will have issues in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Keep your relationship with a person that, that's raised up to minister to you. Keep that relationship open. If that person does something which is not right, or offends you in in the slightest, forgive them, because that person was called to preach forgiveness to you anyway. You walk out here every time feeling free. You feel you don't feel condemned anymore. You receive grace every service, and then you know because you know all the all the eyes are focused on the preacher. <laughs> so so when the people start you know making notes of why oh, he made made this wrong made that mistake and then people start speaking with each other comparing notes oh yeah I know you did this so everyone saw one thing and then everyone speaks to each other about the mistakes of the pastor so what happens everyone is negative and no one receives him anymore and there's a gift standing in front of you speaking every Sunday to you that has the ability to help you because of the grace of God but we judge him (laughs) Okay, so I know you receive the prophet of the house. I know, I know, I know. I know that there's an awesome unity in this place. Okay, but I just want to mention this. So so there's nothing that I want to address or anything. It's not, not like that. But just to give the perspective that when we look to someone ministering to us, listen for the voice of the good shepherd. Listen for Jesus, because by grace, Jesus will speak to you through his chosen vessel, though it be a broken vessel. If grace is on that person, that person will change your life, and you need to receive that person. I don't care if you, if you don't like the person. If, if you don't like the way he dresses, forgive him or whatever you know if you don't like his jokes forgive him but receive him receive the gift receive the grace grace comes on the lives of people God gave gifts to men, some to be apostles evangelists pastors teachers for the equipping the edification of the saints for the work of ministry so that we all might attain oneness in the faith (laughs) so the person ministering to you needs grace to minister to you if someone ministering does not have grace then run away you do not want to listen to someone who does not receive grace because a dead word will not benefit you the dead letter the information itself cannot help but if someone is anointed of God and has received grace the power of the Holy Spirit great grace resting richly on on that person the person whose heart is continually open to receive grace from Jesus Christ that person can stand in front of you and say Tralala, and you'll be blessed. I'm serious. You can stand on his head and you will be blessed. My cartwheels, I can't make (laughs) cartwheels. It's like some of you, really? No, no. Um, The person does not have to be perfect in order to minister to you, Christ is perfect. The person needs to minister Christ to you. Okay. So um, back to Colossians 3. (laughs) A new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Okay. So, you know, we we receive it. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. But reflect that grace then back to the the person that ministers to you. So that that the person, the the, the minister doesn't have to tread on eggshells. Because then everyone is back in the law again, okay <laughs> so if if the, the preacher is scared to offend someone, to offend someone's doctrine, to offend someone in any way, if that person starts to minister according to the expectation of people, then we are on dangerous ground, okay so I just read in Acts that the apostles, they said to the Pharisees who resisted them, they said, you know, whether it be good or bad that we are uh, obedient to you and not to God, you must decide for yourselves. But we cannot help but to testify of what we saw and heard. We will be obedient to God. We cannot, you know, if you don't want to be obedient to God, (laughs) that's that's your decision. But we cannot help so they didn't really care if, if people agreed with them or not. The Spirit moved them. They were moved by the grace. They were moved by the love. <laughs> they wanted to, to express that which they received to others so that they can also have it. So when we receive the love of God, that love seeks expression. If we receive the grace of God, that grace seeks expression. Okay? So when someone receives grace, you will know them by their fruits. You will know them by their fruits. But don't go and look for the mistake. Okay? Don't go and look for the mistake. Listen for the voice of the shepherd. If you hear the voice of the shepherd, then listen. If grace is not ministered, go, run. Your ears are not dustbins. Okay. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. What you hear concerning God is extremely important. So grace is extremely important for you to live. If you hear grace and receive grace from what is ministered to you, it will benefit your life tremendously. So when you hear, when you hear the, the word going out, especially hear because the word here is really awesome. <laughs> when, when, you go, when, you, when you hear, just be attentive. Receive this grace that is now being ministered to you. Don't think, oh, I know this. I know this. I know which scripture is going to go next. If you think that you, you're not receiving it, like, okay, I never heard it in my life. Lord Jesus, speak this to me again. I want more of this. I want a deeper revelation of this thing. <laughs> in a relationship, you don't say I love you at the beginning and say, okay, I will love you and I will love you for the next hundred years. Okay, it's, it's fine. No, you say it daily. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's not like okay, that know. No, no you, you say it, and you, it's it's something expressed daily. So when God speaks to you, and He speaks His heart to you, He will often say the same thing. But every time it will be fresh. Every time it will be new. Every time it will be Him personally speaking to you. That's how we need to hear. That's how we receive grace. Okay. Galatians 2 verse 20. (laughs) I'm going to read King James. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of god the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me so it's by faith i receive this fact that i have i'm crucified with christ it's not i that live christ lives in me i do not frustrate the grace of god For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. I want to read the Amplified as well. I have been crucified with Christ. In Him I have shared His crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself up for me. Therefore, I do not treat God's gracious gift as something of minor importance and defeat its very purpose. Sometimes we speak about grace and it just becomes another topic. I know. Yeah, it's by grace. (laughs) Okay. We defeat its very purpose. I do not set aside, invalidate, frustrate, and nullify the grace of God. For if justification comes through observing the ritual of the law, then Christ died groundlessly and to no purpose and in vain. His death was then wholly superfluous. Okay. How do I frustrate God's grace? I just want to make the distinction. You're not frustrating God. God is happy. (laughs) but the influence God seeks to have in your life can be frustrated the grace God wants to put to, the extraordinary power God wants to do through you can be frustrated the the grace of God can be frustrated how is that grace frustrated when i try <laughs> when i try when i try to go and do that which is impossible you can't receive grace i don't want to frustrate the grace when i try to justify myself before god all the reasonings people come and say yeah but this isn't really sin and you know why are you so sin conscious that you're trying to even justify the sin is stupid just receive grace (laughs) it's just so much easier (laughs) if we try to feel better if we try to cheer ourselves up (laughs) if we try to love one another (laughs) trying and succeeding is not the same thing okay I'm not trying to stand I'm standing I'm not trying to breathe I'm breathing. So trying to stand is not standing. <laughs> trying to breathe is not breathing. The trying means you're not doing it. <laughs> I'm trying to be happy. I'm trying and God sees our lot. No, no, no. Just completely wasted all your energy. <laughs> It's better for you to drive your car to Pretoria than to push your car to Pretoria. (laughs) Your car has an engine. Use it. The Christian life is not difficult. It's impossible. You can only do it by God's grace. It's so impossible that you need supernatural assistance, which is God's grace. And then the impossible is easy. Okay. So this example. If you have a sailboat but you're rowing with the oars, then that boat's not really going anywhere. <laughs> your hands become tired, your arms become tired, blisters, and then this the stream of the sea just takes you in a completely different direction anyway. <laughs> You're trying to go there, but you're going there. Set the sails. Then the Spirit, the wind, just takes you there. And you just, you know, you just ah, enjoy the ride. You're not called to propel your own life. You need to receive grace. (laughs) It sounds very simple and this is not this weird and wonderful revelation it's just what it's all about (laughs) you cannot heal the sick if you don't have grace you cannot preach the gospel if you don't have grace you cannot prosper if you don't have grace you cannot give if you don't have grace otherwise you will end up having nothing You need a supernatural assistance to give your money away. Then you have more. But if you just give your money away, then you have less. If you receive grace, the money will be there. Because God is interested in blessing you. He's interested in your life. (laughs) Okay. Acts chapter 19, verse 11. Now you can put your own name in there. And God did unusual and extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. Okay, it wasn't just by anyone's hands. It was someone that received grace. Paul wrote about grace. He said, unto me this grace was given to preach this gospel. He he was persecuting the church. And then God knocked him off his horse. He was blind for a while. Guy prayed for him. He saw, went to Arabia, spent some time with Jesus, came back powerful. (laughs) He received grace. He was against God. He was actively resisting God. He was persecuting the church. He received grace. And God did unusual and extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. <laughs> so that the handkerchiefs, towels, aprons which had touched his skin were carried away and put on the sick. And the diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Okay, it touched their skin. It's like, touch. Okay, send it to the sick. Okay. Just send it to the sick. I, I heard this testimony from Curry Blake. He wasn't available. Someone needed healing. And his wife took his favorite shirt and cut off the sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> and sent it to the sick and they were healed. <laughs> That's how I remember the story. That's how I remember the story. But he, he told it. <laughs> so when when you, you know... Give old clothes somewhere, you know. Whoever's going to wear that's going to prosper. Whoever's going to th- wear that shirt again is going to be healed instantly <laughs> and be called for great things. <laughs> and you just hear the testimony you know, my life was terrible, and then one day I got this shirt. <laughs> okay but paul did unusual extraordinary miracles god did unusual extraordinary miracles by the hands of paul Amen. that is the grace of god he was really going for it jesus even said when he knocked him off his horse, he said why do you persecute me he said who are you lord i am jesus whom you persecute <laughs> Jesus takes it personally. But, but see how He works. If you, even, even if someone stands up against the grace, God calls him and changes his life and sends him to preach. God is so good. God is just so good. There's a scripture in Acts chapter 20, verse 32. And now, brethren, I commit you. This is amplified. I commit you. I deposit you in his charge, entrusting you to his protection and care. And I commend you to the word of his grace, to the commands and counsels, promises of his unmerited favor. It is able to build you up and give you your rightful inheritance among all gods set apart ones, those consecrated, purified, and transformed of soul. Okay. Okay. Among the sanctified, says says the King James. Okay. So, I commend you to the word of His grace. (laughs) God's grace is coming to your life in greater measure. This grace is able to build you up and give you your inheritance. What do we need to walk in the things that God promised us? Grace. Just receive it. It's so simple. It's so simple. Romans 5:17 says, Those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness will reign as kings in life. Those who Receive. <laughs> I'm receiving grace saying this. <laughs> those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness will reign as kings in life. It did not say those who grovel on the ground feeling so sorry for everything that they've done, and never coming to a place of receiving grace will rain. No, no. If you missed it, you stand up, you say, thank you for your grace, Lord. I receive your grace. And then you go on as if nothing happened. If you made it, you say, Lord, thank you for what... the blessing thank you for for what's happened Lord I receive your grace (laughs) it's not only for when you miss it it's for when you make it (laughs) then you receive more and more and more grace out of his fullness have we all received grace for grace grace upon grace is the other translation okay so you keep on receiving grace you keep on receiving the power of the Holy Spirit which enables you to do all things. Okay. It enables you to reign as a king in life. Okay. So I just I just want to read this again. Acts twenty, thirty two. I remember thirty two. <laughs> and now, brethren, I commit you to God. I deposit you in his charge, entrusting you to his protection and care. Oh, so I don't have to worry. <laughs> and I commend you to the word of his grace. It is able to build you up and to give you your rightful inheritance among all gods set apart ones. so i just want to pray for us lord jesus we need grace (laughs) we thank you for your abundance of grace we now receive your abundance of grace in our lives which is able to build us up and give us our inheritance thank you for the free gift of righteousness lord we receive more and more grace to have the power to meet all evil tendencies thank you jesus for lifting us up into the glory of your presence by your grace in jesus name amen